Hi, I'm Sadek. And this week, we're going to be talking about uh, E3 2018. We are, we are talking about it's all video games. All, all video games. Uh, so, Christian, uh, you didn't watch any of it, any of this, right? Like, you really didn't. Hi there. Uh, Christian here. So this week's uh, format for the episode is going to be a little bit different because I lost my audio. <laughs> um, yeah, so it's a long story short, but as you all know, uh, MacBook keyboards are shitty, right? Like Apple has had that problem for since like the 2015 MacBook, right? Where they, the keyboards have been failing, um, keyboards get stuck and all that. And so we're not going to talk about it this week on the show. This week is primarily just E3, but it's relevant because... I have a MacBook. I edit this on a 2016 MacBook, uh, Retina one, and my keys are mushy. And Apple announced that they're doing a warranty program extension, so um, I wouldn't have to pay the $600 to get it fixed. So I decided to go ahead and uh, you know get my computer fixed. So we still recorded this week's episode. I used someone else's computer, and I didn't have the piece of software I normally use to record um, Shades of Brown on there. Uh, normally, I use Audio Hijack with a Mumble server running just so we can have some duplicate recordings going on to make sure that we don't lose our files. Instead, I use QuickTime. And it turns out, QuickTime crashes if you record more than an hour of audio. So I lost the entire episode, but we're still going to get this out. So basically... I'm just going to pop in every now and then. Sadik's going to talk. It might sound a little bit weird because he <laughs> might seem like he's talking to a ghost. But um, you'll hear a beep and I'll just pop in with my own thoughts. And uh, we'll go from there. And hopefully this never, ever happens again. I did also not watch E3 because uh, watching press conferences is ridiculous. And I have other things to be doing with my time. I did watch a lot of trailers. We did prepare for this. Um, so yeah, let's pick off where, uh, static starts talking about the Microsoft keynote. Okay. Let's just get into, <laughs> let's start with, uh, the f- first one, uh, Microsoft, uh, the first things, uh, first, uh, they started off with Halo Infinite. Uh, and now they didn't, it was just like, there was nothing in this trail. Like it was honestly like some like very nostalgic music, right? Uh, they had like the whole uh, like Halo theme going on. So here's the thing about Halo Infinite for me, right? Like, okay, new Halo game. Microsoft comes back and is like, oh, all these things that you guys didn't like, uh, lol, they never actually happened. So now you're just going to play as the Master Chief and Cortana is going to be a companion again, even though that's canonically maybe not correct. And that's... I don't exactly understand it. Now, mind you, this is still, you know, just a uh, just a teaser trailer. It was all rendered engine. It looked beautiful. It looked beautiful, by the way. Uh, it looked... I, I hope they're running that on an Xbox. They might be running that on a PC, you know. might be a bull shot. But uh, it actually did look genuinely good. Um, I don't get why Cortana's coming back. Uh, that, that's... Microsoft is... I think 343, rather, is just playing with things for the narrative now, which uh, I guess makes sense i don't know i i feel like they should just do a clean break and maybe introduce some new characters at this point halo shouldn't forever be the story of master chief um but yeah let's see what else static has to say about this i yeah i don't i don't understand like uh the whole um putting cortana in your helmet thing was i feel like it's like a nostalgic callback to the first game right remember uh in in the first halo game like when uh master chief is talking to what's his name captain keys right uh on the ship pillar of autumn uh 
and then he puts uh Cortana's chip in his helmet. Um that's that's I think that this the whole trail, I think this is just nostalgia. There is nothing in this like I I think suggests anything about the game. Uh, so I'm just gonna yeah, I'm just gonna ignore everything we did in the trailer. I don't think any of it is relevant to the actual game because we didn't we don't even see any of the game. Uh so that's Halo Infinite. Uh whatever they decide to do Dana's with more information, probably next year. Uh moving on, we have my favorite for Forza Horizon four. Uh looks really good. Looks looks like more Forza Horizon uh in in the UK and now they have seasons. Uh so you're gonna have like different seasons like winter, summer, spring, right? It's gonna just like rotate through seasons. And looks looks like but it looks cool. Like it looks like more Forza Horizon, which which is good because Forza Horizon 3 was extremely good. Uh uh yeah. It's it's gonna be good. Um also it's it's set in the UK, so I'm expecting some corny ass British dude like with the British accent, you know, going all all in. Uh, so it's gonna be ridiculous. Oh no! What 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 have they had? Uh, Tracer's voice actor from Overwatch. Oh my god! <laughs> it's Anna. Yeah, yeah. What if it's like a British? What if it's Anna this time, but she has like a British accent? Uh, it's gonna be good. Uh, so yeah, looking forward to it. It's coming out this year, uh, October two, twenty eighteen. So it's not too far off, actually. Uh, Forza Horizon 4. I basically just agree with everything Sadix says, actually. I have really nothing to add. I was mostly just shitposting um, in the pod while we were recording it. Although, I really... I don't know how they're going to top the uh, expansions that Forza Horizon 3 had. Because, okay, Blizzard Mountain was whatever, but fucking Hot Wheels, though. I have yet to see a racing game top literally putting a Hot Wheels map in the game. Like, if Forza Horizon, like... There's one with like a Lego expansion or like a Tonka Trucks one for Horizon 4. I'd be okay with that. Or fuck, if they did another Lego expansion, I'd be 105% okay with that. So, um, yeah, that's Forza Horizon 4. I think also at a point here too about how Microsoft bought a bunch of first party studios and how like the idea of exclusives doesn't really make sense in 2018. Because I saw on Twitter and like Reddit that a bunch of these nerds are getting upset because like it's an Xbox exclusive, but it's also a uh, PC exclusive and they are salty about that and i don't really understand why like i this this loyalty doesn't make any sense to me if you want something to be uh, a good game you should want it to be played everywhere and everyone should be able to play it like no one buys an xbox what's the point of having an xbox exclusive like i i know that i own an xbox one x like literally no one buys them compared to P- ps4s and more importantly having like cross play between like pc and xbox just makes the game better for everyone right like if Static wants to play on his computer with like 10,000 monitors and I want to play on my Xbox with like, you know, nice controllers and we should be able to do that. Like, I don't, I don't know. You gamers are weird. Uh, anyways, now on to Cyberpunk 2077. Uh, like Cyberpunk 2077 in the, uh, the trailer, everybody was looking forward to this one. Uh, it's, it's good. It looks, it looks, I mean, it's, it's a cinematic trailer, so, you know. So, yeah, Cyberpunk 2077 looks extremely, uh, like, it's, it's, apparently, I didn't know about this, actually, before this. Uh, it's based on a, like, a game, it's a board game, like, uh, the, the Cyberpunk is, like, uh, 
is a board game series. Apparently, uh, that's what that's what this game is based upon. So, you know, CD Projekt Red apparently likes to like buy licenses to like obscure franchises and like you know make games about them. Uh, so yeah, that's that's that. Uh, so Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven objectively looks amazing uh cd project red is behind it i have no sort of inclinations that what they showed is like a bull shot or anything like that right like what they showed is going to be indicative of the final product because the witcher 3 was such a great game like i'm i'm, I'm excited for it although at this point i did bring up with static that i i think that these sort of like not fed as i fetishizations but these um this sort of hype and and love for the cyberpunk aesthetic is, is a little bit harmful, right? Because it ignores the the actual sort of cyberpunk stuff that goes on right now, right? Like we like these games are sort of pushing the idea that we want a world where like you can have like robot arms and shit like that and just augment yourself. And there's like people who already do that, but it's more because of like, oh, I need this machine in my heart to ensure that my uh, heart pumps consistently and that it's working all the time right with like pacemakers some people might have limb replacements right that are just you know these these machines on their body and we don't have like a world right now that um is welcoming towards that i know i know i think cyberpunk as a genre like you know it's it's invites a lot of like uh as you say quote unquote discourse because it, it has a lot of topics like you know like transhumanism uh, body mo- body modification, uh, corporate hellscapes, uh, corporate dominance, like you know, like stuff like that. Like it's a it has it's, it's a very po- political uh, genre, but I think it's it's unfair to not talk. It's unfair to not talk about that. I think when it comes to cyberpunk, and I think people are talking about cyberpunk, and they were like, yeah, like it, are you going to be able to play as your own character? Is like going to be there's a character creator in this game. Uh, they showed some stuff about uh, violence against uh, like machines, and like that was a topic that Deus Ex: Mankind Divided was supposed to touch upon, but it didn't, uh, and it did very badly. So you know, hopefully, CD Projekt Red gets a more nuanced look at Cyberpunk, and it's not like glorifying the entire thing. Uh, so yeah, that's that's Cyberpunk. Uh, what else? We have one last thing, and it's 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 a little uh, Zelda like thing. I think what well, is is that what you call it? Uh, really cute. <laughs> uh, so moving on uh, <laughs> uh, to EA. Uh, only one thing really for me, uh, because nothing else really appealed to me uh, at EA's conference. Uh, they're they 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 they're making a command and conquer game and it's gonna have loot boxes and it's a mobile game so fuck you like uh yeah just just stop just stop ruining these like franchises that are essentially dead uh just let them let them die uh in peace and not not bring them out for mobile games uh please please stop uh okay now so ea and Ubisoft too. So I don't really care about anything EA or Ubisoft announced. I just wanted to pop in and say that that uh, the Division Two is probably going to be a terrible game. Don't be me. Um, I um, maybe might have spent a hundred bucks on the uh, Division One. We don't have to talk about that though. We don't have to talk about that because we don't. So um, ignoring that, uh, yeah, EA announced the new Assassin's Creed game, and I mean, like, ugh, okay, so 
I'll just let Sadik talk about it for 10 minutes because I don't give a fuck about this series. I was just there for the memes and there were no good memes. Also, um, y'all did Anthem wrong. Uh, yeah, so Assassin's Creed Odyssey looks, looks dope and it's going full RPG. Like they're going to have conversation trees. Uh, like Assassin's Creed Origins had some of the RPG stuff, like the weapons and stuff like that, but Odyssey is just going to like go full and they're going to have romance subplots. They're going to have, uh, uh, like dialogue trees, you know, like dialogue choices. Uh, so you're going to like have romance. It's going to be like Mass Effect, but Assassin's Creed, you know? Uh, I mean, it's, it's okay. Yeah. I'm not going to be able to sell you on Odyssey because, uh, uh, also it, it looks, looks dope. Uh, but also people are extremely divided over the fact that it is as a game before before the origin story. Uh, this is a prequel, or not a prequel, like it's been set before in the timeline uh, and everybody's just like, is this an actually an Assassin's Creed game when Assassin's don't exist? Uh, Alright, uh, next up, uh, Beyond Good and Evil 2. Uh, I mean, I, I haven't played the first one, but I've seen a Let's Play of it and I'm actually sort of excited about the second one. Uh, they only had like a cinematic trailer though, so it it looks cool. Uh, there's an evil jade in it, uh, just does. Uh, so that's Beyond Good and Evil Two. Uh, next up, we have I think honestly my favorite Ubisoft announcement: uh, Skull and Bones. Uh, Ah uh, yes, Sea of Thieves, but with a shitty combat from Assassin's Creed Black Flag. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's not wrong. Like, it's that's that's basically what this is. Oh my god! I just realized the power I have now that I'm like completely editing this in post. Say, Sadik, do you think Assassin's Creed is just a shitty series with no value? Yes. Same man. That's that's exactly how I feel about it too. Okay, back to the show. They did the whole, they did a thing for the Division 2, right? Uh, and they had scripted dialogue, sorry, scripted voice chat. Uh, so they had like scripted, they had they had a pre-recording of like some people playing the Division 2, uh, and a, like a mission in the Division 2, and they had like, they were doing the whole voice chat thing uh, they did with the Division 1. And it's still as corny, it's still as tacky as it was last time. Uh, please stop, like don't. Like nobody, nobody plays video games like that. I, I, I don't know. Uh, it's not real. Some last things I actually did want to touch upon about EA. Um, everyone complaining about Battlefield, whatever the new Battlefield name is, Battlefield Four Twenty, whatever Sixty Nine. I don't fucking know. Um, like it doesn't matter if there's women in it, right? Like I, I got pointed out. Everyone's pointed out. You know, it's tired. These these gamer children whatever it's gamers are the worst that's why i do not play video games objectively but um yeah that was uh annoying and i'm happy to see that the developers are like yeah just deal with it and don't buy the game um also uh yeah the scripted dialogue thing is pretty lame but but all right so uh there's this one anime called full metal panic 
and like 13 years ago they had a couple seasons of it and it was some good shit and actually it's been a while since i've seen it so for all i know it could have been like really problematic and i was just aware about it back then but like they've recently came back for a new season and it's so weird because it just picks up right where the old anime left off and like don't mind you like this is extremely my shit i fucking love full metal panic when i was a kid so like i've been down with this same thing too with like the fully coolie remake that came out recently like i've also uh been really fucking with that too um this has nothing to do with anything but like i literally don't care about any of the games ubisoft and uh and and ea announced because i'm never going to play them um and they both are just full of shitty monetization strategies and uh shitty engines um i mean you know some uh, assassin's creed odyssey whatever like it's probably people who like it like it right like this is just my opinion but uh this 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 anime season isn't pretty good uh there's actually one called Comic Girls. It's like one of those cute girls doing thing anime, but like, I've been really enjoying it. Um, once again, I think I've talked about it on the pod, but like March comes in like a lion. I know that one isn't technically a part of the season, but like there's a bunch of episodes of it. You should go watch because it's a really good show. And um, sort of online actually too. Like the original SAO was like creepy, uh, problematic, and just not good at all. But like this is alternative one, sort of alternative Gun Girl online, and that's actually been like a good show to watch. Like, okay, sure, it's a little tropey and a little campy here and there, but it's like it's good. It's it's good for the most part, considering like the other sort of online content we've gotten. Like I've actually fucked with it. Um, but yeah, thanks for joining me in the um. I don't care about video games, so let's talk about anime corner. Back to you, Static. Yeah, um, it's it's silly. Uh, speaking of silly, uh, we have Square Enix up next. I want to fight you right now, Sadik, but you're you're right. Fuck. Uh, and this is Christian segment because I I don't give a fuck uh, about Kingdom Hearts at all. So it's I I just find the entire thing just uh, silly. I like I'm not in a good way. Like I just find it kind of ridiculous, uh, and I don't find any of the characters interesting at all. Like it's it's very corny, uh, and I'm not not really. No, I'm not into it. Okay, so the Square Enix press conference where they literally announced nothing that wasn't already shown off at a previous event, which is kind of strange. I, I don't actually understand why they held their own press conference, uh, but, but so is such is life, I guess. Although, Kingdom Hearts 3. I, this this game is objectively going to be terrible. It's going to be a terrible time. Um, it is going to spend too much time in the oven. I don't actually believe that it's going to be great. I'm still going to buy it. I feel because I feel like I'm committed to the series at this point, but I'm not. I'm not going to go out there and be like, "Oh, this is a great, a work, great work of art" or anything like that. Although at this point, I think I was tr- just trying to explain the story to Static in like five minutes, which you can't actually do, right? Because it's like, I don't, I don't even know where to start, right? You have to like start with like what a heartless and a nobody is, and kind of work your way up into like organization thirteen, and then like how that ends up being just actually clones of the same person, and how like other people are inside other people because like their heart got split, and and it, none of it actually makes sense. So, um, Kingdom Hearts three, I have no faith in it. Um, I am, however, excited for Shadow of the Tomb Raider. I feel like Shadow of the Tomb Raider is actually really dope, although they are. I, I hope it isn't a story where it's like White Savior comes to Mexico, you know, to try and like solve problems although i've seen from some of the gameplay demos that it's actually laura croft herself who is starting those problems so i I think that it's going to be a better a better take on that story um 
Yeah, the Square Enix press conference is weird because they didn't really announce anything new. I guess they just kind of held one to hold one. And then we really didn't hear anything about the Final Fantasy VII remake, which uh, probably won't come out until like the next 20 years because it's Square Enix and they announce things as soon as they think of them rather than when they're actually in development. See, this is why nobody wants to play Kingdom Hearts. See, this is exactly this is exactly why nobody nobody like accepted like diehard fans at this point. Uh, yeah, yeah. Let's let's just let's just leave it there. Uh, yeah. Also, I think they announced Hitman Two, uh, which is which is cool. Uh, I mean, uh, they hit the first Hitman Shadow of the Tomb Raider. Also, also at the Microsoft conference, uh, it was another cinematic trailer, right? Uh, I don't think there's any gameplay. Uh, Anything else for Square? I don't think I've even watched the Square Enix conference. I don't remember watching it. I think that's the one of them I missed. Uh, uh, next up, we have Bethesda. Uh, Howard is like our boy Tom Howard is trying to become a stand-up comedian. I think that's that's what's happening. Uh, I'm also, I, I just fucked up his name. His name is Todd Howard, not Tom Howard. <laughs> Oh, uh, Lord. Uh, yeah, but, t- like, the Todd Howard uh, was on, like, well, let's start with the Bethesda. They had some concert thing uh, going on for Rage 2. Uh, I I don't even know. Like, I don't know what's going on. They had some really awkward people on stage talking about Rage 2. Uh, uh, people were, like, these game developers who have clearly no, uh, no, like being on stage is, is not is not their forte, uh, which is which is fine. But why did? Yeah, but why did why did he bring like why did he bring them up on stage? But anyway, uh, yeah. So rage. Let's start with before we go into rage two. Let's talk about Doom Eternal. Uh, we it was just a cinematic trailer, uh, more like a concept trailer, really, not really even cinematic trailer. I would say uh, looks like more Doom with hopefully Mike Gordon. Uh, doing the soundtrack uh, because it's going to be good. Uh, Rage 2 looks like Angry White Dude Simulator 2019. Yeah, so that's, that's Rage 2 looks kind of cool though, like the whole uh, mechanics of it, like how you're all moving around, the extreme mobility. Uh, they, ha- they actually had some gameplay trailer, like the trailer had some gameplay on it, so yeah. Uh, before we do the big announcement, we should probably talk about Wolfenstein Youngblood uh, before we do the other one. Uh, uh, so the Youngblood, uh, it's, it's, it was another cinematic trailer. Uh, so this is, this story is set. Uh, these are like, it's a co-op game. You play as, uh, two people, uh, BJ's son and BJ's daughter, I think. So you can play as either. I think that's, that's the whole thing about this game. Uh, that's it. That's all we know, really. Uh, I don't think it's, it's there was nothing else. It's coming in 2019, whatever whatever that is. Uh, so the final thing, um, everybody everybody loves Fallout. Uh, so let's let's go into it. Uh, Fallout 76. Um, so I I actually don't know much about Fallout as a thing, to be honest. I I've never actually played. Okay, so Fallout 76. Fallout 76. Um looks actually really interesting uh but it, it's not like an actual fallout game right which is what i was i was originally talking to static about about what concerned me about it right because so it 
has the same sort of uh, base building stuff that Fallout 4 had. And I honestly was never really much of a fan of that. I always preferred more of the RPG elements rather than the uh, the base building elements of it. And this seems to be like a uh, game that has... So you're building bases, and then you're like sort of raiding other people's bases, and you're playing with a bunch of players. And I don't know how to feel about that. I think it might be fun. Um the combat in Fallout games never was particularly sticky. Like Fallout 4 probably has the best combat out of all of them, but it's never been like a particularly amazing experience. So I'm I'm still probably going to try it out, but I'm I'm hopeful that it's good, but I don't think it's a it's a real Fallout game, right? It's I don't know, I'm mixed on it. Yeah. Uh set in West Virginia, right? Um with, with a lot of forest. Uh lot of grass uh and i i don't know like i i'm like i've never been into the whole post-apocalyptic stuff the genre thing but i like i nothing about it like nothing about it stood out to me like they when they mentioned it was always online i was like oh great uh here we go uh but like i don't know like i'm not i'm not really too much into it, Clay. Uh, also, Bethesda only does an event because Todd Howard is actually somewhat funny. I think that's that's probably why. Uh, I mean, I'm, I'm telling you, Todd Howard is going to announce he's he's going to he's going to go on his stand up tour uh, across America. Uh, he's uh, yeah, but Todd Howard is genuinely, I think, one of the one of the funnier dudes uh, on stage uh, at E3. Uh, probably one of the funniest dudes, honestly. Uh, so yeah. Credits, credits were credit due because the rest of E3 was, wasn't that funny, but Todd Howard, Todd Howard had it going. Uh, so let's move on to the other big one, I guess. Uh, Sony. Um, so we're going to start off with The Last of Us Part 2. And, well, Christian, I'm, I'm, I just want to know, what do you think of the trailer of The Last of Us Part 2? Well, here's a TV that looks like an apple. But no, 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 no. In all seriousness, I actually think that the trailer looks really dope. Um, I still haven't played any of the Last of Us games, but uh, I think that this is going to be like a dope game, and I'm excited for that. Although, to the uh, I don't know the representation. Hopefully, it isn't a thing where like right they have just like a, a gay person in the game and they just kill off her girlfriend as a plot line. Hopefully, it's a little bit better. I don't know. I, everybody, somebody was mentioned. Uh, so somebody mentioned, somebody mentioned that uh, they only show that, and then they're gonna like kill off the girlfriend or something. It looks like more Last of Us. Like I, I'm not, I'm not. Like I, like, I, I enjoyed the, like Last of Us. I played it on the PS4, the remastered version. Uh, it's all right. I, 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 people are people are really into Last of Us. Okay, so this is the part where I need to talk about the new Spider-Man game because that shit looks dope. So. Spider-Man 2 came out like 14 years ago, 2004, I think 2003, and that's like the one of the only good licensed video games to ever come out, and this new Spider-Man looks fucking dope. Just if only the fact that you can like do free swinging all across New York City. Um 
I totally fuck with that. And I think that uh, I'm like extremely excited for it. Um, part that I had to cut because I really couldn't have made it in is where Static asked me actually if I was going to uh, consider getting a PS4 for it. And like, I'm tempted. I really am. But I don't know. I can't commit to a console just for one game. I feel like that's a waste of money. But I am extremely excited to see this game and to play Let's Plays or to watch Let's Plays of it rather. And I really hope they do it right. Like, I hope they do the villains right and they do the storyline justice because there hasn't been a good Spider Man game in 14 years. Um, but if anyone can do it, it's definitely Insomniac. Oh, yeah, yeah. We're, we're getting to that in a minute. Uh, before we do, uh, we have another thing. Uh, Ghost of Tsushima. Uh, Samurais are back. Uh, and they're back in, with the vengeance, apparently. But Ghost of Tsushima, whew, that trailer, though. Like, the wind. The wind physics. Ghost of Tsushima looks really good. Like, it's a sucker punch. The people who did the infamous games, uh, if you've ever played any of those, uh, infamous Second Son, I think. Uh, uh, I'm, I, I tried to forget. I, I tried to forget the whole debacle with the Sony uh, conference, how they had like multiple stages, like they moved people from one place to another. Uh, it's, yeah, no, no, it's fine. We don't need to talk about that ah, because it's stupid. Uh, speaking of stuff that's Makes no sense. Uh, Death Stranding had a new trailer, <laughs> and it still makes no sense. Honestly, I, like uh, Kojima has always been a bit, uh, let's say, obsessive, uh, and this feels just like something that Kojima fans are gonna love because it's gonna be absurd and ridiculous. Uh, with, but it also looks like a lot of walking around the world. I, I, I don't know. Like it's, it's. I don't understand what's going on. Uh, so moving on, uh, last one, uh, Nintendo, uh, always the last one. I think they do the other, other, of the conferences are always the last one. Uh, oh yes, Nintendo, AKA, let's just talk about Super Smash Bros. Ultimate for 25 minutes. Forget that the 3DS exists and, uh, call it a day. Although for real, I actually am excited for Super Smash Bros. Ultimate. I think that it's going to be uh, a good move in trying to unify the, esports community around it because i know a lot of people still play melee and i'm uh, i imagine nintendo would rather it be you know a modern game that people are playing and also it does have every fighter so it looks dope yeah it's super smash direct uh basically they spend most of the conference talking about super smash bros ultimate because they had a lot to talk about they put every fucking character they ever had uh into super smash bros I mean, it looks cool. I'll probably pick it up because I, I'm not really into fighting games, but, you know, this is just this is just thing. At this point in the show, I think I just went on a tangent, just tried to explain to Sadik that, you know, uh, Super Smash Bros. is not a regular fighting game. It's uh, something special that no one's actually really ever recreated, which is surprising. I know Sony tried once of uh, PlayStation All-Stars and that failed horribly. Uh, he's never played a uh, he's also never played a Mario Kart game, which I then made fun of him for. Um, and I know. I, f- I feel bad for him, too. But he will with Ultimate. And, you know, we all have to start somewhere. Um, I'm still upset that there's no, like, mainline Pokemon game announced, because Nintendo really should have announced one. But uh, besides that, though, Nintendo had a pretty good showing. I mean, I really would have liked to seen Metroid or some other games. But considering that I'd rather them show games that are ready to ship this year rather than them showing stuff that's going to be out in like two years or a year and a half. I'm okay with what we got. Um, and, and honestly, the Switch at this point really just starts getting more multi-platform games. Uh, Fortnite on Switch? Are we going to talk about that? Uh, 
it's it's tainted by Sony's Sony's poison. Uh, it's just poison. Like yeah, that account is done. Like it's it's tied to PSN basically. Uh, Sony, what are you doing? Um, apparently, Sony had uh, an ex Sony ex uh, executive uh, for PSN mentioned in an interview that this is essentially that it's all about control. That Sony doesn't want you playing. Doesn't want you. Doesn't want crossplay because they don't want you spending time or money anywhere else other than their own consoles. Uh, so that's where they're stuck in. Uh, I I don't know, Sony. You're you're behind. Everybody else is, is moving the fuck on. So yeah, you're the one going to be left behind. Uh, and and the narrative has turned against you. I think even even uh, even even the Sony executive was like, you just have to keep bothering them about it. I just keep bothering Sony about it uh, because they will change if enough people bother them about it. Uh, so yeah, PSN's total trash. <laughs> I, I just have to put that out there because PSN's not. At this point, it's me and Sadik just really just talking shit about PSN because PSN is hot garbage. Um, I don't really think that's a hot take at this point in terms of like network applications. PSN just seems to not be made very well. Payment processing is always takes a while. You can't even change your username on it. Um, and so Sadik just kind of went into a tangent about why why that happened. And so here's his uh, take on why PSN and especially like changing usernames is silly in the year of our Lord 2018. So so the concept here so the concept here is that you don't use the username as a primary key in your database, right? Uh, you use like a user ID number that the user never actually has to see, right? Uh, and you make the username tied to that user ID. So you can change the username whenever you want, and it doesn't matter because the only thing that actually matters is the primary key, which would be the user ID. But Sony, in its eternal wisdom, uh, also because legacy systems uh, exist for them still, uh, like the PS3 or the PSP or whatever, uh, they probably made the username the primary key, and now changing it fucks up stuff, and that's, that's, that's that. Yeah. Fucking Sony, get your shit together. Like, honestly, what the fuck? It's 2018. How, why can I not change my username? Like, I really want to change my username, Sony. Please. Uh, uh, and they're really banking on, like, their exclusive selling console, which it just, I mean, it works because it, they, they have been selling consoles. But remember what happened? Like, this, this happens every generation or so. Like, Nintendo and Microsoft switch places about who's dominant. Like last generation, it was Microsoft that was dominant, right? With the Xbox 360. Uh, and the PS3 was like an expensive black box uh, and nobody wanted to buy it because it was so expensive. Uh, and then this generation around, it's, it's Sony who's won the exclusives game. Uh, and so Sony has the most consoles sold. Uh, and they're in the dominant position. So right now they don't give a fuck. But well, if, 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 if there is a console wars are start, starting up again, uh, Microsoft has a real shot again at winning uh, or being dominant. So, uh, I mean, we're talking about Nintendo, so that's, I think, actually, what else? Octopath Traveler? Okay, so yes, Octopath Traveler. This is a JRPG in a sort of style of, like, Bravely Default, if, uh, if, if y'all are aware of that, which is sort of a classic 
16-bit JRPG, but more of adapted to have some modern play styles and some modern ideas put into it. And I wanted to talk about this one because it's like the Switch is the only place outside of like indie developers on PC where this stuff really exists nowadays. And, and you can really find all the good shit. And I kind of miss them. Like Chrono Trigger, Chrono Cross type games. I know why they kind of fell by the wayside, but um, I'm just happy that this exists. And I'm happy that Square Enix is still pursuing these kinds of games, even though they probably don't make that much money outside of maybe like Japan. So tell me, Sadik, what, what exactly do you think of Nintendo's online service? I know it's not wasn't announced at E3, but I don't think we ever talked about it on the podcast, except maybe making fun of it once or twice. You know, I, I'm actually mad about this right now because I just picked up Splatoon 2. And I realized uh, yesterday, I, I, I realized yesterday that the only reason I would have to pay for Nintendo's online service is to play Splatoon 2, right? Uh, right now. So. And and another thing I get is cloud saves. Uh, that's it. That's that's all. That's all there is. Uh, I don't care about the NES games because uh, why would I care about NES games? Uh, but I mean, it's not it's not really a hot thing as much as it's like there's no reason for me to care about NES games because I've never played an NES. Yeah, I mean, I, if, if I if I okay, look, Nintendo, if I really wanted to play an NES game, I could emulate it. It's not hard. I could do it in five minutes. It's not difficult. Nintendo's online service is, is right now the whatever they're offering is hot garbage. Also, stop using fucking numbers for your ID system, Nintendo. God, all these. Yeah, no, Nintendo's online service has always been hot garbage. Like, I remember the DS Lite and the DSi, or no, the, I think the DSi did, but uh, the DS Lite didn't support like WPA networks. They had to do like WEP, and it was really silly. Um, and the Switch and the. Uh, 3ds all those are like 2.4 gigahertz which is even more ridiculous it's it's in general and i don't know i guess online services are hard but they should really just outsource this stuff and i think they did i think they actually outsourced the switches online service to the same company they partnered with uh to like i don't know fucking make um the animal crossing app in mitomo that one the dnla whatever it's some japanese game studio and like honestly they should just partner with like line and just make like we have like be an extension of like the line chat app. I don't know. This is some. It's is ridiculous. But uh, yeah. Back to you, Static. Well, no, this podcast has to finish because we're we're getting way ahead for ourselves. Uh, you can find me on on the internet uh, on Mastodon at statusafe at mastodon You can contact us uh, two shades of brown dot com. Contact at two shades of brown dot com is the email. Uh, Christian, where can people find you on the internet? Okay, so first things first. Thank you to everyone for listening to this episode of Shades of Brown. Um, apologies for the weird format. Hopefully we never have to do this again. Although, if you actually like this format, feel free to hit me up. Um, I'll take that into consideration for maybe how we structure shows going forward. But hopefully I never lose my audio again because I do it the right way instead of uh, using relying on stock Apple software. Um, but also, too, I think I wanted to give a quick summary of, of this year's E3 before we actually left. I think it was just a bunch of safe bets and a bunch of companies not willing to go political, even though they're totally riding a train of political dissent. And it's, uh, I think what, that while what Microsoft is doing is pretty cool, uh, Sony was a mess and Nintendo's being Nintendo. So it's just like it's, it's a year of games. And I, I guess that's cool. But, you know, we always want, we always want to expect more out of these out of these events um and also though you can find me online 
at Josephine at 10forward.social because like 20 minutes ago, I made a new Mastodon account because I figured why not? Why not hop back into the public discourse? But also too, um, I, I put my website on a GitHub page because the plot line of the Raspberry Pi not being plugged in wasn't really going anywhere and I know how to wrap it up. So uh, I just put it online by using GitHub pages. So that is uh, Josephine.website. And if you'd like to give me money, there's patreon.com slash Josephine. So if you want to do that, it's always appreciated. But um, yeah, until next week, thank you all for listening and bye.